0: Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And speaking of traveling the world, we're actually here in beautiful Costa Rica. And uh, it's a really beautiful uh, beachside uh, resort area. Uh, you can see the incredible cultural beauty to Aaron La Fortuna right after this interview is done. Uh, so make sure you follow us along on our Daddy Blogger World tour as we document that trip to but of course podcasting and video casting as well and as we're traveling we love interviewing fellow entrepreneurs fellow authors fellow parents and more and one so, uh, on the show today and uh, our, our guest today is Julie Etter and Julie's uh, uh, the author of an amazing book that uh, 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 helps to move, and you know, as uh, travelers, uh, you, you typically tend to move a lot. Uh, in that sense, of the word, but also physically moving uh, to different uh, one city to another, or even for one country or one continent to the other. So it's definitely very relevant, and I'm looking forward to hearing Julie's insight in this subject. To so Julie uh, today. Oh, uh, we just lost her. So uh, until she comes back, I'll just keep talking a little bit about a her trip here. I'm um, so. so the world for 15 months continuously uh we started in the philippines where my wife's from and then we went to hong kong dubai south africa there, animal safari and then uh, after that we actually went to uh, brazil and then we uh, spent uh, about almost a year traveling around africa. so we to paraguay uruguay uh, Guyana, Suriname, bumbia venezuela ecuador peru Bolivia, Chile, uh, so circled the whole continent of South America, and then we've been focused on um, Central America, started in Mexico and then traveled overland, uh, 100% by bus, a uh, public local chicken bus, into uh, Belize, then uh, from Belize into Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, and then we've been um, in Nicaragua uh, for almost two months, um, and then uh, from Nicaragua, we. Uh, from Nicaragua, uh, we crossed over to Costa Rica just a few days ago, and uh, from here we're actually going to be heading to the Philippines to spend time with my wife's family. Uh, so we have about two weeks here, heading to Costa Rica. Uh, sorry, heading to uh, Philippines. Philippines. After visiting all these countries, you tend to mix them up. So I've been family because in every single country in the world and uh, eighty countries six continents our kids have been in twenty eight countries now and uh but little, uh Julie's joined us again uh so I just wanted to get her to introduce herself and uh we're gonna find out more about herself about her book but so Julie why don't you uh share a little bit more about yourself?
1: Sure so uh um, I have two young kids of my own. I I am born and raised and still live in the Massachusetts area. And, you know, I was a school teacher for a while. And while I was teaching, obviously, my love for children and literature and whatnot was able to grow. Um, Consequently, once I became full-time in real estate, I was working with a family um, who was moving from, you know, a small condo to a great neighborhood. Um, You know, it was like one of the ideal neighborhoods in their town and their their four-year-old little girl, uh, who seemingly was adjusting very well to the move prior, was joining her parents daily for rides around the new neighborhood. This is going to be your new home. This is what you can expect to see. We're so excited. And shortly before the, the move, the little girl had a complete breakdown and said, I don't want to move here. I don't want to move here. There's monsters in the neighborhood. And it was out of character for her. It seemingly was not uh, in line with the adjustment they had hoped for. So they reached out to me and they said, well, geez, have you ever experienced this? Can you help? And I said, well, let me Let me go get some books on the subject and sit down and read with her and make it special. You know, I was almost the the tangible part to their move because I was there for all the showings. And every time they had something new with the house to do, I was present. So I was the constant. And in my offering, I realized when I went to do the research to provide resources, there really weren't any. So what I had done is I said, there's a need here. okay?" I said, I can't believe there's nothing on this subject. But the biggest eye opener was the fact that the, the drive around, it was in October. There were monsters in the neighborhood because everybody was decorating for Halloween. So the aha moment for me was geez, you know, we go through this transaction and this move, and there's so many life experiences going on. And, and the reality is the children are conceptualizing it in ways that we don't even realize, and sometimes are so simple and so in front of our face. But we don't realize it. So therein, uh, you know, the idea was born. And my book, Lily and Andrew are Moving, is intended to... You know not just make them okay with every part of the process make them identify what they're thinking what they're feeling sometimes it's so straightforward sometimes it's obvious and sometimes it can be simply addressed not always but if we understand where they're coming from and what their concerns are we as parents can understand how to help and you know as you can imagine having people who are moving they're selling they're buying they still have full-time jobs they still have all the demands of family and life and now they have this stress, and if their children are not adjusting, typically they can't show it in ways that we think they will. They just start acting out and becoming defiant and upset, and, and there's seemingly no rhyme or reason. The book helps to uh, aims to make some rhyme or reason to that.
0: Some great insights there, Julie. Uh- so passionate about the subject that you've uh, actually uh, ended up writing a book as well. Um, so tell us about uh, the book. Uh, when did you publish the book? Quick overview.
1: Sure. So um, I originally put the idea together and released this book in 2013 and candidly didn't really have the time to put into it. And so it has re- recently been re-released and this is a book where it's a, a young family with two children who are moving and Lily and Andrew is the name of a niece and a nephew. Uh, this was prior to me having children. And the, it's a simple story of them moving to buy a bigger house. And along the way, there are conversation prompts, there are questions for the family to discuss together, there are uh, what we call emoticon stickers that they can use to identify their feelings about different parts of it. Um, There are packing stickers. So, you know, one of the big anxieties are, where are my toys going? And if you think about the approach of a move, so often the house gets packed up, the kids aren't a part of any of it, and then we try to get them on board, like we expect they're just going to be excited about it, when really, their comfort zone, their lives, and their stuff has been put in a box, okay, without their participation. The book seeks to identify what they're thinking about. It's a simple story. So it can be read, you know, as a bedtime story, as a story of a family that's moving. It can be read, I did collaborate with a social worker, so it can be read um, along with, um, recommendations from the social worker but again the big point the very straightforward point is to get the kids talking about what they're thinking about it case in point i had a family who was moving the daughter was so upset to leave her purple bedroom two gallons of paint and two hours later she's fine with the move you know so these things that you know that's an overly simplified example but the point is the kids are more resilient than the parents are we just need to understand how to help them be that way you know and what they're
0: thinking about Yes, indeed. Uh, you got to look at the kids' perspective because uh, typically, as parents, with thinking about all, uh, finding the daycare care and finding the local, local park and all of these logistical stuff that sometimes the kids get neglected. Uh, they just kind of fall on, but they're really going through this inner turmoil. And, uh, you know, like I, I think of that movie, uh, you know, the with the, um, the emotions, uh, the anger, and all that. Yeah. Uh, Very powerful. So Inside Out, the movie Inside Out, where the little girl has to move to San Francisco, and she's going through all this inner turmoil. And uh, the movie really depicts uh, a move really well in terms of what is the kids going through in terms of uh, the bullying, the rejection, the insecurities, missing friends back home. So uh, tell us about uh, maybe some tips to make the movie easier for kids so they're not going to face what the girl in the movie uh, uh, Inside Out faced.
1: Yeah. Very simply, uh, Ricky, it's involve them. Okay. Now the story I told is for a positive move, right? A family who's moving from a smaller home to a bigger home and choosing that together. Um, Very often though, it's death, it's divorce, it's unwanted job transfer. And that's the fundamentals of the move. Regardless though, the point is get them involved. If you think about it, I mean, I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, so I can understand the logic behind saying, well, let's get them, let's get babysitters, go look, go house hunting and deal with that stuff so the parents can focus without the distraction of the kids. But if we take a step back, as much as that makes sense as parents, take a step back as the child. You're not a part of any of this process. You're supposed to be excited about a place you may not have seen more than once. And all of a sudden, someone's coming and packing up all your stuff and telling you that you should be happy that the the home and the comfort that you have is being stripped from you. People you don't know are putting things in boxes and then oh by the way it's being put on the truck but just trust that it's going to this unknown place. So the point is talk to them about the process. Let them be involved. Let them write down what's important to them in a house because oftentimes you can very simply create it. It might be something as simple as you know the swing set in a certain part of the yard or things like that but let them feel informed in the process and when they get to participate and feel informed they don't feel such a perceived lack of control. And stripping of comfort. You know, let them be involved, let them have a voice, let them be filled in on the process, as much as, of course, appropriate for your child, so that they feel as though this is a family move and not something where mom and dad are picking them up and putting them down somewhere else.
0: Great insights there, Julie. Um, So, uh, you know, obviously, when you move, a new school, a new community, a new friendships, and maybe a a new programs, um, a new park to play in, environment. So there's a lot to adjust to besides the house, the physical house itself. Uh, So any tips in terms of integrating quickly and effectively to this new environment?
1: Yeah, and so, you know, we certainly, as most realtors do, try to provide resources of of town events, town organizations, and whatnot. What I find the best way is very simple, social media. Most towns have mom's groups on Facebook. They have a recreation events page. And not only do you see calendars, you'll you'll have a calendar of events, commenting members in an immediate community of people who can give you very real insight. You know, it's not the town providing the info they want you to hear. It's, it's your fellow citizens saying, this is what we love about the community, this is what we don't. You know, my town has one now, and it's so interesting to see what the residents will say versus information you can find online. You know, you get the genuine, not only do you get genuine information, you get the jump start to a community. You start interacting with people online, and then you get the opportunity to put a face to the name at that first, you know, barbecue or baseball practice or whatever the case may be. Most school systems will have some resources to do as well, you know, with events immediately upon moving in.
0: Also, if you're uh, moving to a different city, a different country, and a different continent very different than actually moving within your own, you know, any strategies there in terms of a, more of a global move if you're moving from maybe North America to Asia or Africa or Australia or uh, the world, any move?
1: Well, you know, Ricky, um, the thing is, if we talk about from the kids' perspective, if you're moving down the street or across the world, it's all the same, you know, and, and assuming that they don't know people. So the parents are going to have to focus, you know, on, on new new culture, new traditions, uh, new weather, new climate. If that's the case, but for the kids, they want to create familiarity, and they are they often adapt very well once they're put in this in the new environment. It's the unknown and sort of the limbo before you get into that environment. So the take home, like I said, whether you move in one town over or across the world, is if at all possible and as much as possible, go there go to the restaurants, go see the home, go meet some people, so that you're not just talking about this new place. They have a frame of reference. They have a visual verification of what that all looks like.
0: Sounds great. Sounds great, Julie. Um, doing On our podcast now, Julie, and listening and watching, is we're actually doing a little mini-series uh, where we're uh, interviewing different children's authors, and, uh, you know, a lot of our uh, viewers and listeners, you might want time and also you might want to uh, you know publish your children's book or kids book for the first time so i'd love to hear your insights there in terms of uh, the actual book itself um in terms of uh what it took to getting it maybe getting the illustrator and then getting it published walk us through that process julie
1: well i have to tell you ricky mine's a little different because i grew up with my father as a publisher and my husband's an illustrator so i didn't have to go very far i didn't have to do too much research um in terms of the children's book though you know i feel like you talk to enough people everybody in some way shape or form wants to write a children's book and what i did all these years is i of course i did i love to write i love children i lacked an idea and when i found the idea naturally come with my passion i gave myself deadlines i put it down and then i leaned on professionals to help me so i had the illustrator I had the publishing experience, and now in this light, you know, I, I re-released with the publicist to make sure it's getting to the avenues. You know, the, the goal of this was to fuel my passion for children, my passion for real estate, but really to hit a need. So really it's find the passion that goes along with it, and I, I guess to say just do it. But in terms of reaching out and finding resources, it's difficult for me to answer because of the family members I had in those natural positions.
0: Benefit there in terms of the, uh, but telling in terms of uh, going with maybe a traditional publisher or uh, doing the self-publishing model, Um, uh, maybe uh, you know publish yourself through outsourcing stuff and then getting it up there on Kindle, Amazon, or maybe a hybrid approach. What's what would you suggest? Traditional publishing, self-publishing, or hybrid?
1: I would recommend traditional and here's why Uh, it's a bigger cost but I have to look at it as an investment. You know most people who are writing a book for their first book that's not their only career you know they have a full-time job they have a family. So what I found instantly upon putting it in the hands of the professionals it what great results because there's a whole network and there's there's tools and skills and and areas of expertise they have, but I don't even know they have. You know, you don't know what you don't know. But for me, as much as I love this book and I've loved the idea and I've enjoyed all that it's brought to me, it has taken the back seat time and time again because I'm focusing on my day job, you know? So now having professionals put it to the forefront and guide me on how to focus those efforts, uh, certainly something I wish I did from the beginning, no doubt about it.
0: So uh, you're definitely, for the whole tradition, but uh, you know there's more books than the publishers, and a lot of uh, publishers won't respond to your requests. You're going to get rejected, and uh, you can get quite discouraged. So, any tips in terms of finding the publisher sites there, uh, Julie?
1: Um, you know, I, I guess my suggestion, and, and again, it comes based on my my limited experience with it though, is go with somebody local, someone you can sit down with, someone you can build a relationship with, because not only are you hiring them as their professional, but you want to trust personally that they're invested and they believe in your product. Like any good salesperson, they have to believe in your product and being able to make that personal connection, whereas writing a book is something that is so Deeply personal for people, whatever the subject matter. So, putting that down and then developing a connection with somebody who personally believes it is only going to help propel that.
0: Awesome. Uh, well, you've already insight you in terms of maybe hiring you as a realtor in uh, your neck of the woods there, but also about obviously the book. Uh, you can get it uh, globally no matter where. where And how can they connect with you? How can they get a book? And maybe how can they ask you further questions about writing a kid's book as well?
1: Sure. So uh, you can find me anytime, my website, juliether.com. You can go to the book website too for ordering for additional information. And that is treehousebuddies.com. And as always, people can email me, etherjulie at gmail.com. Very simple.
0: And I love the name uh, Treehouse Buddies. And I know it's connected to the book as well. Walk us through that name just in closing here
1: you know a tree house is is meant to be very symbolically it's the little place of of safety comfort and personalization that a kid has created you know in their yard it's their own space so it helps them say find your own space wherever you're going
0: there you- Julie, uh, you've been uh, very insightful. Thanks again for your time today. I'm Thank glad you. we're able to connect and uh, uh, looking forward to... Uh, con-
1: thanks so much for the opportunity, Ricky. I really appreciate
0: it. You're welcome. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Apologies for the bad Wi-Fi. I'm here in my house in Tamarindo, Costa Rica. So unfortunately, uh, but life is a digital nomad means you're never going to have a perfect Wi-Fi. So apologies for that. If there are any uh, hiccups with the Wi-Fi. Uh, but... Uh, uh, with Julie about her book, about moving, or about writing a uh, kid's book, make sure you ask them below or uh, uh, connect with Julie on her. Website. Follow us all along as well as we travel here to Central America, South America, and beyond. Uh, so happy travels, everyone, and happy moving.